Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. Hey, I'm excited about this series. How many are excited about this series that we're starting today called Why? And in this series, here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be looking at some of the why questions, some of the questions that you might have about God, some of the things that might be burning in your heart where you just say, I don't understand why that happens. And I thought, you know, this is some serious stuff, so we need to start off with a little bit of fun. And so I just started thinking about some of my why questions that I have in my mind. And I'm telling you, these are, these are like... I mean, these are serious questions, like philosophical, deep stuff here today. Questions like, why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, just things that make you go, things that make you go, hmm, you know, like, why does your nose run and your feet smell? You know, I mean, I don't know why things like this. Some of y'all are just getting that, all right? You're slow, but you're worth waiting on. Like stuff like, like why do fat chants and slim chants mean the same thing? Like why? I don't know. I don't get it. Now, this one's a really good, like, like why is phonetic not spelled phonetically? I mean, come on. What's wrong with stuff like this? Or why, why, like this one's a really good one. Why do they have braille at drive up ATMs? I never understood that, right? Never understood that. Deep questions that you're wondering, like things that just make you go, hmm, I don't know why. And we'll start each week with a few of those fun ones like that. In fact, if you have some, why don't you send them to me and I'll try to get them in the message so that we can start out with a little bit of fun. Because here's the deal. We're actually going to be talking about some serious questions that many of you might have in your life. Some things that maybe when you think about God or some things that maybe even might be hindrances or stumbling blocks to you in your relationship with God. Because here's the truth that I know that there are many of you that are here today, many of your friends and neighbors and people that you know, that, that, that these questions are the thing that are keeping them from really coming to a place of fully surrendering their lives or maybe you surrendering your life to God because you still have these doubts and you have these questions and you think these things and you may not would say them out loud, but they're keeping you from the true relationship with God that God desires for you to have. And so what we're going to do in this next few weeks is just attempt to try to answer some of these questions. And before we jump up into it, let me just tell you something. I ain't got all the answers, and I really, I mean, I'm telling you, some of these questions are not just questions that you have asked. They are questions that have been being asked for ages and ages and ages, and a lot of people way smarter than me have attempted to answer these through the years, and I'll tell you, there's no easy, simple answer. The answer for many of these questions is, is pretty, you know, pretty profound and deep, and, and but, but here's what I know, that the scripture actually gives us some answers to some of these questions. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at them. And what I'd like to do right now is just kind of tell you where we're going to be going over the next four weeks so that you'll know each week what we're going to be, what topic we're going to be addressing. Because some of you have friends and people that you know that you would say, hey, that would be a good week for me to invite them. In fact, in your seats today are some invite cards. On the invite cards are each of the topics we're going to talk about each week. Next week, we're going to talk about a huge topic that so many people uh, think about in their lives. And that is this like, why don't I always feel God? 
In fact, some of you have thought that before. Like you come to church and everyone else goes, man, didn't we feel God? And wasn't he great there? And you go, I didn't feel anything. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with God? We're going to talk about that a little bit next week. And then the week after that, on October the uh, the 1st, we're going to talk about a huge question, especially in the time that we live in now when we see all these hurricanes and we see these fires and we see these earthquakes and we see these terrorist attacks and we see all of this division. We see all this bad stuff happening in the world and we look at it and we go, if God's a good God, then why do bad things happen? And so we want to let you know that's what we're going to be talking about so you can invite someone for that. And then at the end of this series, we're just going to talk about the question of life. What is the meaning of life? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Why in the world am I on this planet? And we're going to dive into that a little bit. How many would say, I've got my work cut out for me over this next few weeks? And yet I believe that God wants to speak some things into your life that some of you, maybe some of these questions have been holding you back, but as you get some answers from scripture. You're going to be able to step across that line to full and complete surrender of your life to God. And we're going to start this out today by talking about a big question, a question that I've asked so many times before. Some of you may have asked before, and that is this question, why didn't God answer my prayer? Now, how many, don't raise your hand today, but how many of you have just in your mind, just think, how many of you have ever asked this question? I know I've asked it before. Like I look at my life and I go, man, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed about something that I believe that God wanted to answer and he didn't answer. And how frustrating is that? I I see other people who pray prayers and God seems to just answer their prayer because they just seem to have a direct connection to God. And yet my prayer is not being answered. Like I've been praying about my job situation for months and months and months. And instead of getting better, it got worse. I prayed for my marriage and I, and, I, and I surrendered my marriage to God and I prayed that God would help our marriage to be healed. But instead of getting healed, it got worse and we even got divorced. Where was God in that? God, I don't understand why you do things. Why do you answer some people's prayer and not answer my prayer? I prayed for my loved one that I, man, I prayed for them to get healed. They, they, they were so sick and, and instead of getting healed, they got worse or they even died. And God, I don't understand why those things happen. I prayed for my financial situation. I prayed for that relationship situation. I prayed for my own health. And and instead of things getting better, they got worse. I prayed for the Longhorns to win last night. And they didn't win last night. And we know why they didn't win. Because God's a Sooner fan, right? I mean, I just lost like half the audience today. But why don't you answer my prayer, Lord? And we're going to talk about that a little bit. And before we jump into that, let me just tell you. The truth is, I don't know why God didn't answer your prayer specifically. I don't presume to to know the heart and the mind of God, but this is what I do know, that even though I'm not God and I can't know all of his heart or his mind, I can know about his ways and I can know about his truth by studying what the word of God says. And in the word of God, there actually seems to be some things that God seems to say that matter when we pray. In fact, there are some things that can hinder the effectiveness of our prayer and there are some things that can help the effectiveness of of our prayers. And so what we're going to do is we're going to study what God's word has to say about prayer and about effective prayer. And we're going to learn about what are the things that really matter when we pray. And so when we ask this question, why didn't God answer my prayer? Well, I want us to look at six things. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. Six things that really seem to matter when we pray. Why didn't God answer my prayer? The first one is this, that, that maybe it's because of one of your relationships. Everybody say relationships. 
See, here's what I know from the scripture. I don't know why God answers some and doesn't answer other prayers. But here's what I know from the scripture. The scripture seems to teach us that when it comes to prayer, relationships matter. How we treat people, how we get along with people, how we love people, whether or not we forgive other people who have wronged us. These things seem to matter when it comes to the effectiveness of our prayer. In fact, look what Jesus says in Matthew 11 and verse 24. Look what he says. He says, therefore, I tell you, whether whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. How many are thankful for that promise that God says, hey, we can pray and God will answer our prayers. But then the very next verse, Jesus goes on to say something very powerful about prayer. He says, whatever you ask, it can be it can be done for you. Believe and you will receive it. But then look what he says. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, look what you should do. You should what? Everybody say the word. You should Forgive them, okay? Forgive them, right? You should forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. Here's what Jesus is saying. Hey, guys, I want to answer your prayers. But when you are praying, there's something that matters more to me even than the answer to your prayer. And that is this, your relationships. That you love others, that you... Forgive others. In fact, let's just let's just think about this for a second here. How many parents do we have in the house today? You you are a parent. How many parents do we have of more than one child? Because that makes a difference, right? If you have more than one child, you will know exactly what I'm talking about here today. How many of you know that sometimes when you have more than one kid, they don't get along, right? They love each other until they don't. You know what I'm saying? And then when they don't, man, it can be, it can be sometimes World War III in the house. I know you think that my kids, their pastor's kids, they're perfect, right? The pastor's kids are perfect. I know you think that, but they're not. <laughs> they're good kids, but sometimes they fight. Sometimes they don't get along. And just imagine in, in the Benson household, if the, if the Benson girls are fighting all day long, I know you can't hardly imagine that, but it happens sometimes. If the girls are fighting all day long, and I mean, they just can't get along. And then right in the middle of that day where they've been fighting all day long, they come to their dad and say, dad, could we have $20 so that we could go to the movies with our friends? How many know what the answer is going to be? Um, I don't think so. You've been fighting with your sister all day long, right? But dad, that's not fair. We want to go with our friends and all our friends are going and whatever. And I'm going to say, I don't care because I want you to go to the movies and I want you to have a great life and I want you to enjoy your friends. But there's something that I want for you more than even that. And what is that something? I want you to get along with your sister. I want you to love your family. So even though I want you to enjoy time with your friends at the movies, that's important that your request would be answered. More important than that request being answered would be that you get along with your family and with your friends. Right? Come on. And here's the deal. Here's what Jesus says. So many times we come to God and go, God, answer this prayer. And God goes, I want to answer that prayer. I really do. But there's something of higher priority even than that. And that is your relationships. In fact, when Jesus was asked what is most important of all, what did he say? Here's, here's what I want you to do. What's the priority of life is I want you to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then what I want you to do, I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. So even more important than your prayers being answered sometimes is your relationships being the way God wanted them to be. In fact, your relationship with God will be directly affected by your relationship with others. And so sometimes we come to God and we go, God, why haven't you answered our prayer? And maybe it's because we have some broken relationships. Our relationships matter. Number two, write this one down. When it comes to prayer, why doesn't God answer my prayer? Maybe it's, maybe it's our motives. Everybody say motives. How many know when it comes to prayer... The motive of your prayer, it matters. 
In fact, look what the scripture has to say in James chapter 4 and verse 2. Look what it says. It says, you do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive. Why? Because you ask with what? Everybody say this word. With wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your on your pleasures. Look what James is saying. James is saying, when we pray, yes, God wants to answer our prayers, but there's something that matters in, in the whole mix when it comes to God answering our prayers. And this is what matters. Our motives, our reasons matter. James is basically saying, it's not just what you ask for in prayer that matters. It's why you are asking it. In fact, we see this in the New Testament, that there are these guys called the Pharisees. And the Pharisees, were we know them as the ones that were always trying to get it all right to the letter of the law, cross all the T's and dot all the I's and all that kind of stuff. And they would pray stuff, but, but Jesus would many times would rebuke them. And the reason he would rebuke them is because their motives were wrong. It wasn't because they were doing something wrong as much as it was because the heart, the motive behind what they were doing was wrong. And so they would pray prayers, but they would pray these prayers that would be more about, hey, I'm going to pray it in such a way everyone can see me. Look how, look how spiritual I am. Look how much I'm doing it all to the letter of the law. Look at, look at me and look how I can fast and how I can do all of these things. And look at, look at how spiritual I am. And Jesus rebuked them because not because they prayed. He rebuked them because the motive of their heart when they prayed was, was wrong. And the truth is here today, we have to admit, a lot of times when we pray prayers, we pray them with selfish motives. Come on, right? I mean, God bless me. God, give me a bigger house. God, give me a better job. God, all these things. Like, you know, there's the, there's the girl at work. She's kind of cute, you know, and I'm, I'm a single guy. And I know she's not a Christian. I know we're not supposed to be unequally yoked. So I'm going to pray that she gets saved, you know. And, and I'm not praying for her salvation. It's really because I want to date her. Come on, you know what I'm saying. It's like wrong, wrong motives. Good prayer, wrong motive, right? Like we, we pray these things. I mean, it's like, God, you know, help me to win the Powerball. It's at 50 million. And God, I promise that if I win the Powerball, I'll give half of it to the church. And God goes, no, you won't. You don't even get 10, give 10% of what you already have to the church. Bad pastor. I shouldn't have went there, you know, but isn't it true? Right. And so many times we pray these prayers And we wonder why God is not answering them. And sometimes it's because the motive behind what we are praying is not a motive that is driven by the things of God. And look what the scripture says in Proverbs 16 and verse 2, that all a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Why didn't God answer my prayer? Maybe maybe it has to do with my relationships. My relationships matter. Maybe it has to do with my motives. Number three, maybe it has to do with my lifestyle. Now, I'm going to be real sensitive here because it's a sensitive issue, but I think it's a big one when it comes to our our prayers being answered. Here's what we have to understand. How you live matters to God, and it can affect your prayer life. Now, I've heard people say, you know, hey, all prayers are the same. I mean, your prayers are just as powerful as Moses and David and and the disciples. Your prayers are just as powerful as Billy Graham, and that sounds really good. But I'm not really sure that it's true. Now, I will say this. You have the same access to God as Billy Graham or Moses or David or anybody else. And you actually have the same potential in power in your prayers as any of these men. But as I study the word of God, I cannot ignore the fact that the way a person lives has a lot to do with whether or not God answers their prayer. You can't ignore it. In fact, look what James has to say about it in James chapter 5 and verse 16. Look what he says. He says, the prayers of a what? Say this word. Of a 
righteous man are powerful and effective. Notice it doesn't say the prayers of an unrighteous man. It doesn't say the prayers of someone who comes to church once a month and kind of just gives God a little tip of the hat. It doesn't say the prayers of a casual Christian, an American Christian. It doesn't, it doesn't say that. No, what does it say? It says the prayers of a, of a righteous man are powerful and effective. This seems to tell us that God is looking for people who will come to him who are actually living out a righteous and godly lifestyle. That as we live according to his word, that actually it makes our prayers more effective. And think about this for a minute. It makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, just put yourself in God's shoes for just a minute. I mean, just imagine two guys come to you and they want money. You got one guy that wants money, and you see that in his life, man, they're struggling, but he's working hard. He's working two jobs. He's doing everything that he can to, to take care of his family and provide provide for his kids. And, I mean, he's a hard worker. He's not lazy. He's doing all. And last time you gave him money, he spent it on food. And, and then another guy comes to you and wants money, and you see this guy's just lazy. He just doesn't want to work. He's turned down three jobs already just because he didn't want to do it. And he comes to you. Last time you gave money, he spent it on beer. Now, which one are you going to want to answer their request? The first guy, right? Why? Because his lifestyle mattered to whether or not you wanted to answer his request. And I believe it's the same way with God. Now, I don't know all of the heart and the mind of God. The only way that I can know about God is seeing what the scripture has to say. And the scripture continually tells us that, hey, when we come to God with our request, yes, he is a loving God. And yes, he wants to answer our request. But there are things that matter. And one of those things are, how do we live? What is our, what is our lifestyle? In fact, in in Proverbs 5 and 29, it says it like this. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he does what? He hears the prayers of who? Of the righteous. Now, let me make sure this one thing is straight. This one thing is this, is that I'm not saying today that you can just somehow live a perfect life and somehow bribe God into answering all of your prayers by just checking off all the boxes, being here every Sunday, giving in the offering, doing all that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm also not saying here today that if you've messed it up, that God doesn't hear your prayers. What I am saying, though, is that there's somehow a part of the equation is the lifestyle that we live. Y'all tracking with me? Why doesn't God answer my prayer? Maybe it's a relationship thing. Maybe it's a motive thing. Maybe it's a lifestyle thing. Number four, maybe it's a timing thing. Timing matters. You know, here's the deal. How many have ever prayed a prayer and and you really felt like God wanted to answer that prayer, but it took forever, right? Come on, you're like, you're looking at your life and you go, man, the desire of my heart. And I know this is God's desire for me too, is to meet that special someone and get married. And so when I'm 20, that's no big deal. But then when I'm 25, I'm going, hey, you know, and then I'm 30 and I'm not married. And then 35, I'm going, God, why are you taking so long, right? Or maybe you get married and the desire of your heart is to have children. And I know that's the desire of God's heart for you too. And so you try and you try and you try. And that's the fun part. Come on, let's be honest, right? But after a while, you're like, I mean, what's going on here, God? God, why are you taking so long? And you pray and it seems like God's taking forever to answer your prayers. Come on, anybody ever been there before? In fact, this is where David was in Psalm 13 in verse 1. He says, how long? How long are you going to forget me, Lord? Forever? How long will you look the other way when when I am in need? In other words, he's saying, man, I'm praying and God's not answering my prayers and I don't understand. It's like it's taking too long. And maybe some of you are in that place today. You're, You're praying prayers. God's not answering those prayers. You're wondering why God is not answering those prayers. And when it comes down to it, it's really a timing thing. It's not that God is not answering the prayer. It's just that the answer is not right now. 
That, hey, when you're ready, when you're prepared, then I can begin to answer that prayer. But here's what I know about God. God is such a loving God that even some of the prayers that are good prayers that he wants to answer, he will not answer them in a way that will be harmful to us. And there are sometimes, man, I've seen it in my life before when I'm like, God, why aren't you blessing me with more ministry or bigger church and all these kind of things that I was praying that I thought these are good things that God wants for me and I'm not having them right now. But here's what I understand now that I look back, I wasn't ready for them. And if God answered my prayer in the way I wanted him to answer him and in the time that I wanted him to answer, it would have not helped me. It would have harmed me. And so God loves me so much that he is patient with me. Right. Come on. Right. In fact, that's what the scripture says. God is not slow in keeping his promises as some understand slowness to be. He is patient with us. Now, I know that verse is talking about the coming of the Lord, but I think it also expresses a little bit about the heart of God and who he is, that God knows that when he gives us something, we're not ready for it will hurt us and so instead of being slow what he is is he's patient maybe god doesn't answer our prayers because maybe it's not the right timing number five here's what matters maybe it's our faith how many would say faith matters when you pray come on right in fact this is what james has to say about it in james chapter one and verse six he says but when you ask you must what you must believe and not doubt Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. Here's what James is saying. Hey, guys, when you pray, here's something that matters. Your faith matters. And some of us, the reason that maybe our prayers are not being answered is because we're praying them with maybe with doubt a little bit in our heart. And there's something that seems to move the hand of God. It's a childlike faith. Right? I mean, think about children. And when you tell them something, they just believe it. Why? Because they don't have a lot of life experience to measure it against. You say it, and they, man, yeah, I believe it's going to happen. But something happens as we get a little older. We get a little bit more, a little more jaded. We get a little bit more cynical about things. Sometimes that happens in our relationship with God, too. You know what I see in people who are new Christians so many times? Man, they pray, and they just believe it. I mean, God does great things in their lives. But the longer we've been a Christian, the more we see some stuff and get experience, and the more that childlike faith tends to begin to wane in our lives. And this is important when we pray. That God says, I want you to pray and I want you to, to believe. In fact, it reminds me of these two guys in Matthew chapter 9. These two blind guys, they cried out to Jesus with a childlike faith that God would heal them. And what did he do? He healed them. He touched them. He healed them. And then look what he says. Jesus says in Matthew 9 and 20, 29, he says, and then he touched their eyes and said, look, look at this. According to your what? To your faith, will it be done for you? And their sight was restored. In other words, Jesus says, because you had such great faith, I'm going to touch i'm gonna answer i'm gonna i'm gonna meet your needs now some of you are here you're going hey all right cool all i gotta do is get more faith if i just be more have more faith and man i can just be one of those guys just name it claim it blab it grab it god i'm gonna get a new get a new bmw boom there it's gonna be right in front of me you know but that's not the way it works either some of you are here today and you hear that and you go well okay well it's my fault like i don't have enough faith and what's wrong with me? And is my faith not good enough? And if it's only faith that matters, like, then why is God not answering my prayer? Is it something wrong with me? And that's where we lead to the last one here today is this, is that, yes, faith matters. But you know what else matters? God's will. God's will matters. In fact, you can pray 
with all kinds of... You can have the most faith of anybody in this room and pray for things and, and them not be answered if they are not in accordance with God's will. In fact, this is what the scripture has to say about it. And in 1 John 5 and verse 14, it says, For this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to what? According to... His will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we ask for him, but it's all in accordance with with God's will. See, some of us think, well, hey, I just got to have faith, and I just got to have more faith, and then God will answer all of my prayers. And yes, that is a part of it. That is a part of, of praying that, yes, we should pray with faith, but even if we had more faith than anybody else, if it's not a part of what God's will is for our lives, it's not going to happen because God's will is what matters the most. In fact, it reminds me of the Apostle Paul. Man, I'll tell you, if anybody had faith, it was the Apostle Paul. If anybody checked off all these boxes that we talked about today, it was the, the, it was the Apostle Paul. Man, he had good relationships. He learned how to go through that. He, man, he had a great lifestyle that was serving God with all of his heart. He was full of faith. All of these things that we just, that we just talked about, he had all of these things, and yet he had a prayer that he continued to pray And it didn't get answered. In fact, it says that three different times he asked God. He had this thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it was, but over and over he asked God, please take it away from me. This is the Apostle Paul, y'all, right? This is a guy full of faith and power, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And yet one of his greatest prayers that he prayed more than once was not answered. And when it wasn't answered, this is what God said to him in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 8. He says, three times I pleaded that the Lord would take it away from me, but God... God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Here's the deal, is that Paul prayed, God take it away. Paul prayed with faith. Paul had the lifestyle. Paul had all of these things, and yet God didn't answer this prayer, at least not in the way that Paul wanted him to answer it. Instead, Paul, instead of of taking the pain away from Paul, God chose to use the pain to teach Paul to depend on his grace and his strength in his life. That was God's will for him in the moments. And here's the deal is that sometimes God's ultimate will is different than our immediate wants. And we pray things and we get frustrated with God and we say, God, why aren't you answering my prayer? Because so many times we're praying things that are real, all, really all about our immediate wants and God is so much more about his ultimate will for our lives. So you say, all right, Pastor, okay, then what do I do? Like if God's not answering my prayers and, and, and if I'm seeing these things in my life that I, my life is lining up with these things, then what do I do? Well, here's what I'm going to challenge you to do today. I'm going to challenge you to change the way that you pray. And I'm going to challenge you to pray three different prayers than whatever it is that you have been praying for today. If you're taking notes, you might write them down. The first one is this. I'm going to just challenge you to pray this, God, show me. Everybody say, show me. Show me. Just pray this prayer. God, show me. If there's, a prayer, if there's a prayer that you've been praying that's unanswered in your life and you're wondering where God is and if he even cares and, and you're struggling with that, change the way that you pray and just start praying this prayer. God, show me. God, in this unanswered prayer, in this situation in my life where I'm not experiencing you the way that I would want to experience, show me. Show me what you want to show me. 
Maybe as you begin to pray like that, then maybe God will begin to reveal some things. Maybe it's a relationship that needs to be restored. And you just say, God, show me what it is and show me what I need to do and show me how I need to restore that relationship. Maybe, maybe it's a motive in your life that just needs to be refocused and renewed on the things that matter. And as, you, as this prayer is unanswered, you just say, God, show me what that is. And maybe God will begin to reveal to you that, hey, there's, I'm praying some things, but I'm praying them for the wrong reasons and with the wrong motives. And maybe God would begin to, maybe God would begin to speak to you and show you some things there. Maybe, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a lifestyle that needs to change. Maybe it's some sin that needs to be repented of. And as you are struggling with God's not answering my prayer here, I'm going to change the way I pray. And I'm going to start praying instead of praying for God to, to do whatever it is I'm wanting to do. I'm going to just start praying this. God, show me what it is that you want to show me in this unanswered prayer. There may be some areas of my life where you're wanting to show me some things you want to change. God, show me. Number two, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer. Not just God show me, but God grow me. Everybody say grow me. God grow me. See, sometimes in the midst of your unanswered prayer, you know what God really wants to do? He wants to grow you. He wants to grow your faith. He wants to grow your strength. He wants to grow your trust. He wants to grow in relationship with you. In fact, prayer is more about what God is doing in you than what God is doing for you. I'm telling you, this is the way we look at prayer so many times. God, do this for me. God, do this for me. God, do this for me. And really, when we get down to it, prayer is not about what God does for you. It's really more about what God does in you. And maybe, just maybe, all of your prayers are already being answered if they're doing something in you. Come on, it's not about God change my situation. It's more about God change me. And guess what? When God changes me, guess what seems to happen? The situations start to happen, to, start to change too. And even if they don't, I can handle them differently because I'm different. And so I start praying this prayer. Hey, God, grow me in this situation where instead of me looking for you to change the circumstance, God change me. And when God changes you, guess what? You begin to grow. And then perhaps maybe that thing that you've been praying for that God wants to give you, but you're not big enough to handle it yet. As you pray, God, grow me. Guess what? You get bigger and then you're able to handle it. And then the prayer gets answered. Come on. I'm helping you. God, God, show me. God, grow me. Number three, God, know me. Let me just tell you something. Here's what prayer is really all about. It's about relationship. I love what my friend, Pastor Josh Brown says. He says, prayer is less about petition and more about connection. That's really what it's all about. And so many times we come to God with this idea of, God, I, you know, I want you, to, I want you to give me the answer. And you know what God really wants out of prayer? He wants a relationship. Man. He wants a friendship. And let's be honest, all right? If God suddenly answered all your prayers, you know what you'd do? You'd stop praying. Wow. Wouldn't you? And you know what would happen? You wouldn't have a connection with God. Because suddenly all things you're praying for are all, right? Because that's what drives us to pray is the situations in our life. But what if we begin to look at it differently? What if we begin to look at prayer that was less about God answer my prayers and more about God be my friend? Less about God be my genie in the bottle that just suddenly I can rub it just right and do all these things and say all this stuff and have all these boxes checked in my life. And now that's the formula for getting my prayer prayer answered. God's this cosmic vending machine that I just put my money in, do it all right, push the button, and suddenly out comes the answer to my prayer. What if instead we started looking at it like this, God's my friend? And instead of coming to him, asking him to do all this stuff for me, what if I just come to him in relationship? God, know me. Yeah, it's okay to ask him. He says to ask him for the things that you need in your life. But he also, more than anything, just wants relationship. Relationship with you. Some of you came in today. You go, I don't know. 
if God answers prayers. I don't know if I can even trust him because I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and God hasn't answered my prayer. And maybe, maybe it has something to do with the relationship. Maybe it has something to do with motives. Maybe it has something to do with your lifestyle or the timing of God. Or maybe you need to grow in faith. Or maybe, maybe it's just an issue of God's will. And so this would be my challenge for you today that as you leave this place, if there's a prayer that you've been praying and it hasn't been answering, maybe you just change the way you pray just a little bit. Maybe you just begin to pray, God, show me what areas you want to change in my life. God, grow me in these areas so that I'll be the kind of person that I need to be to handle what the blessings you want to get in my life. And more than anything, God, know me. I just want to know you. I just want to have a relationship with you. I just want to be loved and to love you back because that's what it's all about.